Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz. As always, joined here with my brother, Jordan. Yes, sir. And we are going over Bands of Mourning chapters. Originally, we were playing for chapters four to six, but we had skipped last week, so we're going to treat you to an extra one chapter. I know, super exciting. Um, to be honest with you, Jordan, there was one really good chapter in here in this section we're coming today uh-huh. and one that was kind of me yeah we'll get to that in a second um so chapter four wax decides that he must save his sister and uh so now they're you know off to the rescue and Zendel, uh, who is one of the Chandra, he asks Wayne for his bones after he's dead because, quote, bloodmaker bones are very unique. I, I love these Chandra. Yeah, They're, so they have, no, you know, their sense of like societal norms and what's acceptable, I guess, yeah. to say is just, it's different. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're always, they always have something to say. And it's always like, what? Why? Yeah, no, I, I, mean? I love the Condor, honestly, as well. They're 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 fun. But they're a fun mean, group. An important thing to point out probably is that the real reason he wanted them is because Bloodmaker bones are like I guess it was like a, a cool thing. I think that's what I remember. He thought it was like cool. Yeah, and I wonder if it's like it feels different. Bones that were previously able to constantly heal over each other. You know, because to my understanding, it's a perfect healing, right? Unless it was something so severe that they couldn't heal through. But for the most part, it's so. But yeah, I guess the ma- there's some imprint mm-hmm. of the magic on there. So yeah, I don't know. It, that's a weird one for me, to be honest with you. I was not quite expecting that. But yeah. That isn't May. Wayne goes to tell Renette that he's not chasing her anymore, which I think this was. I don't like that. You think he should continue chasing her? No, because he keeps getting his butt whooped, but I don't know. I like Wayne and Renette. They just sound like they go together. I don't know. Like, do they? I mean, they... yes. They're both just like not normal. In that yeah, society, I guess, but like, does that is that reason enough for them to be together? That they're no, but that's the only characters we know in this universe. We really don't know anybody else. I mean, is Marisi gonna date Wayne? No, never. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but that I don't know. I think I, I'm gonna need more than that. Okay, okay, you're it's fair, it's fair. I mean, yeah, we meet a few more characters along the way that are like. Seen in, seen out characters. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could hook Wayne up with one of those on the way. <laughs> yep. Um. So chapter five, Steris is reading a book. Okay, this this is a chapter that I liked a lot, by the way. So I'm just gonna preface that. Um, Steris is reading a book, which, and she's like very invested in it. Right. But we'll get to that in a second. So and but she explains to Wax about why people are so angry. And I loved this conversation because uh, Elendil essentially has become an oligarchical society 
set up to support just the elites. Right. Um, and remember, we, we talked about this. I want to say which um, Shadows of Self. It may have been Alloy of Law, but I think it was Shadows of Self. Where the government setup is not like intuitive at all. Like you have two branches of government, sure. One is elected by everybody, and one is just a nobility. Okay, fine. But the nobility are the that that branch of nobility, like representatives, those are the only ones that get to decide who's the governor of Elendo. That is very clear, you know. Uh, imbalance that's, of power i should say that doesn't it, from from all the things that and maybe it's changed and we just don't know the history of maybe the government that it was supposed to be that lord misborn um set up spook yeah. rest in peace um yeah. but you know he i don't i mean why would he make it that way this doesn't seem it seems like they should have learned their lesson and not done it that way um, I think that I'm I'm guessing that what happened to him was similar to what happened to um, Elland post uh, Lord Ruler's death, and that was simply he he tried what he could with what he had, but ultimately, you know, the people themselves will want to migrate. They have to want the change, you know. Right. You can't just that. give them. The solution. I mean, you can give it to them, but if they don't accept it, then there's nothing that you can do. Right. Um, and I, I firmly believe that, by the way. Um, you can give a society, a group, all the tools for change, and until they want to change, there things are never going to get better for them nah, until they themselves yeah. want it. You're right. So, anyways... Uh, Which is a scary thought. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do... <laughs> I, and I do think that that's what happened here. I think Spook probably wanted to set up something similar to what Ellen had hoped, but it just never came to be. And it just kind of, you know, has teetered along for this long. Now, 300 years, again, I think uh, Sazed constantly intervening and, mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote, protecting these people. Right. And limiting their growth is actually in my opinion, what stopped this revolution from happening beforehand. Because 300 really? years is a long time, dude. Um, so I feel like if Seizet was a little bit more hands-off and just let chaos kind of run its course when necessary, um, the people would have rebelled much sooner and we would have gotten something not like this. Do you think it would change? If you think if we would have let it take its natural course, yeah. But I, I, then again, are you thinking in terms of like human experience, or are you thinking in terms of this planet's experience from the past? Um, I'm de I I can almost for sure say that I'm definitely taking in um my own real life human experience, just my own understanding of the real world and whatnot. And I don't think that this schedule is that much different. But, like, I understand why the first generation under Spook wanted to continue with, like, you know, this elite-based, nobility-based rule. I could get that. But, oh, but because, you know, they still had that slavery mentality under Lord Ruler. Mm. Spook existed during Lord Ruler's time. So all the Ska, they still had that slavery mentality. 
right. as the generations went on, the descendants of those ska would have started to wake up and be like, eh, you know, they have a little bit more hope. Right. You know? So, so I, I mean, I guess it's maybe just a, ge- a gradual progression towards the final. And I guess everything's like that, we guess today, but... Yeah, but I just I just think three hundred years is way too long because I mean if a generation averages what fifteen years, you're talking twenty generations. Took twenty generations to get to this point. That's a little ridiculous. So I definitely think that say coddled them. Yeah, I, I think say that coddled them. That could be very well. But I get it. Yeah. He wanted to be a generous god. I get it. Which probably you know gonna bite his butt in the end. Yeah, I think so. But um, and so uh, Steris does actually detail uh, that. Um, sorry, Wax House Ladrian, they've benefited directly from those terrorists, right? Because uh, terrorists in general, okay, not, not to get all political or economic or anything like that. Terrorists in general, I understand that there was like there's a need for it on certain level at some point mm-hmm. but it becomes very like a slippery slope kind of situation where all of a sudden you don't need it but it's not easy to get rid of because yeah um then the people who rely on the tariffs right uh, the way the tariffs work is it's a tax on imports right. so if i'm in ellendale and i'm house lydrian and i'm making this item but that item can be made a hundred times cheaper out in the roughs. Now the roughs are selling it in my city for much cheaper than I can do it. Like it's impossible for me to compete with them. So if I just set up tariffs where they tax the imported goods, now all of a sudden my locally made goods are cheaper or at least the same price. Um, I have an upper hand, right? And that's and that's exactly what's being explained. Yeah, and, and and the problem with that is is that the end consumer doesn't really benefit from this at all. In fact, they get harmed, uh, right? Because they don't get the cheaper goods. They get which they could have gotten previously. Yes, which they could have gotten previously. All it does is help the local that one local business, right? So let me make that very clear. It helps just House Ladrian for that one specific tariff. Uh, um. So, yeah. And uh, again, it it just goes back to the oligarchical setup was there just to support the already existing nobility. Um, And this is why this was my favorite chapter right here. When she was talking about like, you know, they they had the right to be angry. And it's been like a long time coming type situation. It's built up steam. Yeah, yeah. It's a slow simmer to this point. And... Wax finds that the book that she was reading was uh, about getting about, naughty. About, yeah. yeah. So see, that, that caught me off guard. I was not expecting that. I thought she was reading like some uh, statistics mm-hmm. and like troubling statistics or something like that. But no. <laughs> oh, so this is this is a funny moment. I like this a lot. I just thought that just perfectly encapsulated Starris so much. And and again, the, he, Wax says this line, which I think just further for me solidifies that their relationship is just meant to be, where he tells her that once she gets pregnant, they don't ever have to do it again, to which she actually gets upset, which again shows that she actually does really care for him. 
right. and, and wants to have a relationship beyond just a contract. Uh, so this is the turning point for when I start to realize, like, obviously there's hints previous, but like, this is when I really start to realize it's like, oh, these two could actually, they're going to make it probably. And, you know, yeah. Marisi's not part of it. It's just going to be more of like a, Marisi's like more of a, a mythical hero crush yeah. type deal. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. It was just, it made, like, I, for those of you who are listening to this out of context, oh, so you're telling me she, uh, when he says, oh, you know, as long as once we have our first kid, we never have to have sex again. Like, and that somehow indicates that they're good relationship material. If you take it out of context like that, then yeah, that sounds dumb when I say it like that. But the point I'm trying to make is that it shows that she does care for him. And there have been indications in the past where it shows that he does care for her as well. Um, and it's, it's one just, of those situations where they both, unfortunately, kind of came to be together through a contract of necessity. Right. But now they're starting to actually like each other, but they don't realize that the other person likes them. So they don't want to put unnecessary pressure on the other. Right. This is the way I'm reading it. Yeah. So this is a, and I usually don't like a will they, won't they relationship, but this is well done. In my yeah. And you know, it's like, and it's like, they're showing respect to each other almost. In the way that they're flirting with each other, but not giving away that they like each other almost. Yep. That's games. So, games. Yeah, that, yeah. So chapter six, Marcy's reviewing the notes from Vendel. And in here, Spook warns that hemology causes different, uh, from like different placements causes different results, which I'm like, okay, Brandon, this is getting a little ridiculous. Uh, so you have different metals that cause different things, obviously, I get that. But now a different placement of those hemologic spikes yeah. causes so, different effects. So I took it like this. So imagine we start, I mean, how many different places can you place the spike with one metal? Like how many different variations are we thinking here and what does it do? Like we don't even, we, I can't even like, we can't even fathom that because we haven't seen that amount of power being displayed. There's a lot of spikes, dude, with different combinations. Like at that, at that point, what do you look like? Just a walking metal spike? Do you, do you just look like walking metal? Yeah. So. Um, I, how many can you have total before it becomes like too much and almost well, detrimental actually, to have all that metal clanging against each other? Well, I mean, if you have a certain amount of spikes, can't you be controlled? By ruin. harmony, yeah, I guess yeah. By harmony now, because um, isn't Marsh controlled by harmony? Marsh it can be controlled by harmony, but I don't. I don't know like at that point. Spikes, like, right? He can control him in totality if he wanted to. I don't know if adding more spikes would really change that. Like he already is getting. Do you know what you know what I mean? Like you got what I'm saying, right? Like he gets 
Ruin already had full control of Marsh with the number of spikes he had. If he right. added 30 more spikes, like, he already has total control. The extra 30 spikes is not doing real. Uh, I know, but, like, would really. Harmony allow that? Um, I don't see why not. Yes. I, mean, I guess somebody have to really use that power for good. I guess maybe if, uh, dude, I'm thinking big picture here. What if, like, can you take, does this stuff work off on other places? What do you mean? Does Hermilurgy work, like, on another planet? I don't know. I don't know enough about the Cosmere. Dang it, man. Yeah. So, we've, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I'd love to see, like, an ultimate, like, UFC... Or what would it, we got CFC Cosmere Fighting Championship? Just oh have God. fighters from different. <laughs> you know it would be cool. Yeah, uh, I don't know how would Andorra work. How would how would I mean? I don't know. You, That's for them to figure out, right? <laughs> just take a chunk of whatever to. I mean, I mean, as of right now, Scadrill seems to be the most powerful. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, if we, if we jump into Warbreaker, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you could do a lot there. I don't know. I've, I'd set up that promotion any day. CFC, Cosmere Fighting Championship. Let's do deal. it. Deal. Absolute deal. No, no eye pokes, no groin shots. I don't I think we're worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> But That's yeah, anyways, uh, back to the actual book. Mercy questions Wayne about being under Wax's shadow. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think this is a kind of an annoying question for her to bring up. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's valid. Yeah, it's like, what are you trying to do? Like, are you trying to sow discord between them two, like unnecessarily? Like, right. But like, if I didn't know any better, I'd consider her to be like some undercover spy villain lady who's like trying to get drive a wedge between the two. But you'd have to be really incompetent to try and do that because you're not going to separate them. Right. Not like this. This, yeah. this. this wouldn't make sense. Wax is like, she should see that Wax's like whole demeanor and moral compass has nothing to do with like. Wax like they don't they their goals don't align. They're just kind of work together for like. I guess mean, you'd say they're friends, but they work together for pay almost. Yeah, I don't even know if it's pay. I think they do work together for what's like the right thing to do, quote unquote. Like for sure, society. I mean like sure. That. But Wayne does not care at all about the pride or the the glory of it at all, and neither does Wax for what it's worth. Like. It isn't at least that's the way I've gathered. I don't think Wax cares at all about being known as a guy who saved the roughs. No. So I don't. This was a dumb one. I but I also think maybe she was more projecting her own issues onto uh, Old Wayne because I think she's feeling it, and that I think I get. Shadow, like she's she's actually the uh, wax. Yeah, the one of the shadow. Yep, because she's the one who's like trying to work her way out of the police, right? Whereas you got Wax, who just kind of comes in and he's like, ah, you know, I don't, I have to, I can bypass every law. 
I need to I just do I what I want to do. Yeah, and then I don't have any repercussions from it. Right. So I think I don't think she I don't think she's like some undercover spy who's trying to drive a wedge. I think that's it. She's projecting her own issues with the whole ordeal. She's just having some bad feelings, it's fine. Yeah. And so she gives Wax a pouch with an earring. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what that was for. But and and then here this is what I like too. He starts investigating the books. Um with stairs? Yeah, the yes. so there's like three clippings, I think is the name of the currency it is missing. Yep, clippings. Mm-hmm. And that's like the way I gathered it is like three cents. And he's trying to stare says it like, you know, three cents is within the margin of error, sure. But if we can be perfect, let's just go ahead and be perfect. And Wax gets like super into it too. So again, like I think that they are very good for each other. Uh, and I'm, I'm be honest with you, I'm very surprised uh, how well Sanderson actually wrote the relationship between the two. I'm gonna go as far <laughs> as to say I like the relationship between Wax and Steris better than Vin and Ellen. Are you waiting for me to answer? Because I'm not going to answer you. <laughs> I was waiting for a shut your mouth kind of response, but I'll take that. But I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, the relationship everybody really sleeps on, Breeze and Ham. Just saying. Oh, Breeze and Ham? But anyways, we, yeah, and I understand it. This, I think we knew, Vin and Ellen were going to, as soon as the two characters even yeah that it, that came was close such to a, each other yeah it, we, it, we're getting more of a love story here we're getting more um a little bit more romance i think yeah but like more like stiff romance stiff romance <laughs> yeah, yeah um and i'm glad that they he very quickly dropped the whole love triangle with mercy um or was it really even one? I think I even said it was, something about yeah, it. Yeah, it was more like a love line. And then <laughs> the line just shifted from Marisi to Stairs. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> yeah. It sounds very oh, well. demeaning of Marisi. But oh, yeah, well. I, I don't like, I think the a lot of people, myself included, did not like how they seemed to kind of tease that Vin was going to leave Ellen for Zane, which. I don't know about you, but I knew from the very beginning, like, that's not going to happen. Like, that's and then just, I was thinking, I know, like, that's not a good idea. Yeah, it's not just it's not a good idea. Like, I know it's not going to happen. I know she's not going to leave. I'm like, we don't need, let's just dispatch with this. Uh, oh. So, I'm glad that he didn't try this time. Right? It definitely seems to me that Sanderson learns from his mistakes, and I don't know many authors that because he writes so fast so he's probably already well on his way to finishing a book by the time the reviews kind of come in or at least outlines most of it so for him i'm sure he has to change a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and that's actually one of the questions i would ask him it's like you know it seems to me like you learn from your previous mistakes but you write so fast that i feel like you would have to refactor some of your work to accommodate for some of that constructive feedback, you know, mm-hmm. sorry, just constructive criticism. So that that's insane to me because that means 
he writes even faster than you actually think he does. Right, and that's um, crazy. I mean, let's 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 be honest here. I'm look. I'm already on the website. I'm already on the Sanderson site. Yeah. And Wax and Wayne book for Mistborn Seven Draft Two Point Oh, hundred percent done. I don't yeah. know how long that's been there, but. Um, I think Draft 1.0 was 100% done, like, end of 21. So it's, I mean, we're looking at right around the corner, man. It's not, like I said, yeah, it's not a, it's not crazy. Or sorry, it's not, like, normal, the the speed at which he writes. It's just not. But the way, uh, from what I'm seeing right now, it's tentative release date for November 15th of this year, so that's exciting. Heck yeah. I'm excited for that. It'll be, that's just going to be so awesome. Oh yeah, I'm, I can't wait. Uh, and it's supposed to be longer too, so. Oh. Yeah, probably the size of the original Era 1 books, but we'll see how that goes. Um, anyways, so Marcy's on the way back to her carriage, I guess. And she gets shot at. So that's the end of chapter six. And enter <laughs> She's my whatever. least favorite chapter of this section. Um, and I don't even know why I didn't like it. I just didn't. Um, it, it, I don't know. It, it felt. I think, I think I would probably refer back to what I've said before, where action scenes when I know that there's nothing <clears throat> nothing big that's going to happen as far as like a main character is going to die, mm-hmm. um, I lose interest. Uh, what? Really? Specifically in reading. And, and it's kind of... I know it's a hot take to say, especially for Sanderson, who's actually, like, you know, all things considered, is a very good action writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The problem with his action is that there's no uh, tension because his characters, let's be honest, have insane plot armor. This isn't Game of Thrones where it's like, uh, oh, yeah. well, I don't know if my guy's going to live or not, so I, I need to be paying attention. Yeah, you're Here, not I can be like, all right, I know Wax and Wayne are going to be fine. Oh, well, I, I don't know. Wayne, I thought, was pretty – I thought they could shove Wayne out the door. I, I'm, I'm, that's just me, though. Really? Yeah, I thought that there was a good possibility they could kick Wayne to the curb. I, hmm, interesting. I, I didn't think that. The only one I could say that I feel like could be fair, couldn't go for a game for Sanderson is uh, Steris, actually. Yeah. And that's the only reason I was actually even remotely paying attention here was because I thought that they were going to kill Steris. Um, you know that yeah I could see that now that you say that yeah so I just I don't know um yeah I don't know like if I saw this if I saw this animated or you know live action on TV I would definitely be paying attention more but reading Mm -hmm. when I know that there's no uh no way in hell that Wax and Wayne are dying at least to me then I, I just don't really care as much but anyways, chapter seven, Wax starts fighting back, and he says that he notices that these people they don't have masks on, which means they're not here to steal. 
which makes it more dangerous because they don't care if they get seen or not. They're here to kill. Um, yeah. Uh, which, for those of you who don't know, that's something that I've actually heard from cops when it comes to, like, you know, defending against home invaders, that if they have masks on, you can be a little bit more rest assured that somewhat that they're not there to kill you. And a lot of home invaders in general, as if they see someone there, they, they like leave. Um, right. Cause and, they don't you know, want to be charged with, you know, murder. Uh, <laughs> right. And then, you know, even worse, like I always tell people, I go, you know, if somebody breaks in your house, I don't know. You can never be sure. Yeah, Crazy you don't know one. what they're there for, so. But, yeah, that this one was a good catch there by Wax. Right, so, and which means that you kind of change your mindset of intent to maybe get away to, like, intent of, I gotta survive, so I'm probably gonna be killing these people. And then I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there is a fight scene. So that's there cool. is a fight scene, but this was really cool here. He's fighting someone, and then his metal reserves disappear. Uh oh. So I was like, okay, 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 okay. So there is a aluminum. No, the alloy for aluminum is duralumin. Okay. Uh -huh. But there is, or unless it isn't. No, no, it is because what? they crafted duralumin, right, with aluminum, and I think it was a copper alloy during Era One. Right. That's what Vin said, anyways, that her metal person. So, anyways, um, you know, it's not just comes in pairs; it comes in opposites. So, because you know, you have you have. ATM, you have metal ATM, you have Electrum, you have gold, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you know, your own past, your own future, someone else's past, someone else's future. So you have all that. Right. Um, so you have clearing your own metal reserves, you have uh, overclocking your own metal reserves, and then you have clearing somebody else's metal reserves and overclocking somebody else's metal reserves. What are those other two metals? I have no idea. I don't know the name of them. Aluminum, Duralumin, and... I have no idea. Cadmium. They haven't revealed cadmium. Is that even a real metal? I don't know, dude. I'm just I'm I'm trying to remember. I can't I can't I don't remember if they ever said anything about it. But there has to be those two. No, it's not. I think I'm thinking of an. Is that a real metal? Cadmium is a real metal. I just that's what I'm thinking of. Real metal, but I don't think that's this metal. But anyways, yeah. So. That means there's a misting out there who has discovered, yeah, well, not a misborn, a misting out there who has discovered the ability to uh, clear. That is so OP. Clear the another person's <laughs> reserves. That's nuts, man. Um, like I, I, so how does that? I, I really want to know now. How does that work? Like, if you're like, does it require more cadmium to erase a bigger amount of reserve, or could it just be like, oh, I could just burn literally like a half ounce of cadmium and I could burn through your entire reserves doesn't matter how many reserves you have. Right. Actually, I'm sorry. Cadmium is the slowdown of time. We know this one. We know that one? Okay. So it's Bindola, cadmium, gold, electrum. We know all those. 
Uh, okay, okay, I see him now. I see him now. Okay. I'm, but yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to yeah, say yeah, We're good. That's fine. So that, when I saw that, like, that definitely piqued my interest. Um, and then, so he starts fighting this big old guy. This big chunker of a man. Thick Bunker? boy. Yeah, big chunker. <laughs> um, I just think of this big, like, brutish, you know, thug that you yeah, see it looks in a like, lot of those um, action movies. No, what's it called? Uh, remember the Emperor's New Groove and his, like, best buddy? Kronk? Oh. Yeah, um, that's reminds me of. <laughs> so, wrong lover. Um, <laughs> I, that, okay. I cannot describe to you how many times I've rewatched that movie. Uh, probably one billion of children. Well, I actually haven't shown my kids. But that's, that's a great movie, dude. I, I like that series a lot. But anyways, back to the book. So yeah, he's fighting this big old chunker of a man, this thick boy, two C's thick, and this large man just, you know, and he's punching him too. Waxes and it's like and not facing him at all. I, I'm guessing he is a literal thug, like he's burning uh, pewter, oh. and uh, Darius. Yeah, Darius comes in with this big old shotgun. Shoots him, <laughs> wounding him. But the Boom. problem is that this shotgun is specifically for Elemancer, so it's like I think it has bigger, more power, so that you know Elemancers can't just push it away. To my understanding, mm. is how it works. And so, so she gets knocked off the train. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, so I did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, okay, so is that how that works with a shotgun? that is specifically for coin shots that they just, you know, you're afraid that the coin shots will push away the bullets. So you increase like, I don't know the amount of gunpowder or pressure. So the bullets are faster. No, I don't think it worked that way. The shotgun I think was made for him because he could make his weight heavier. That's the exact reason. I'm sorry. No, 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 that makes sense. I'm sure I've missed that at some point. So, that makes sense. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, that about does it from us for that episode. Um, next time we'll be covering chapters 8 to 11. Perfect. Yeah. I just realized that there are... Oh, there's chap- 31 chapters in here. Huh. Uh, um, some of them go pretty quick. Yeah. Th- I, I, all right. So I forgot. I think you answered this before. What do you like better, shorter chapters or longer chapters? Shorter, no, longer Same. chapters with different perspective. Yeah, we've talked about this. You said longer chapters with different perspectives. Right, I dude, like we... shorter chapters because it feels like it flows the, um, the pacing much better in my right. Opinion. Yes, I think so too. I mean, I like it either way. It's weird. Um, Wheel of Time had that where there were long, long chapters with multiple perspectives. Like, I'm talking like 50-page chapters, right? Um, with multiple perspectives. And and not just multiple perspectives within the same scene. It could be like multiple perspectives all over, like, the world. Oh. And that got to be a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine. So, but, yeah. Hold on, dude. What's up? Hold on. Hold on. So, anyways, uh, yeah, like I said, chapters 8 to 11. So, catch you all next time. Thank you, everyone.